Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 21st. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog, but before we get into that, we're going to continue with our scriptural advent, taking a look at verses in the scripture to teach us what we can learn about Jesus Christ as we prepare to celebrate his birth. Today's verse is found in 1 Nephi chapter 11, starting in verse 16, it says, And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the spirit. And after she had been carried away in the spirit for the space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked. And I beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. Now, I love this scripture and what it teaches us about not just the Savior, Jesus Christ, but about the baby, Jesus Christ. Here in this scripture, the angel says to Nephi, knowest thou the condescension of God? Now, that's an interesting word, the condescension. The condescension means to consent or to come down from rank. The dictionary defines it as to be gracious about doing a thing regarded as beneath one's dignity. So here the angel is saying to Nephi, do you understand how God condescended, how he came down beneath his rank? And Nephi says, well, I know that he loves his kids, but I don't know the meaning of all things. And as an answer to his question, as an answer to the condescension of God and to help Nephi better understand the condescension of God, He shows him Christ as a baby. Christ condescended below his rank. He condescended below all. He sat on high at the right hand of his father, and yet he condescended, became a man so that he could in turn save us and complete the atonement so that we could be freed from death and from sin. That is his condescension. A God powerful enough to be part of the creation of the world all of a sudden became the babe in Bethlehem, dependent on Mary and Joseph for everything. That is true condescension. And Nephi may not have understood it completely, but he understood the most important part. He condescended because he loves his children. We may not understand all things, but if we understand that love, it will always lead us back to him. So for today in this week's Come Follow Me block, we're going to take a look at a character of the nativity that oftentimes we don't think about or talk about enough. And that might be because we don't know a ton about him. And that's Joseph. So let's take a look at a few scriptures that can teach us a few things about him. And then we can take a look at some cultural things and discern a little bit more about him. In verse 18 of Matthew chapter one, it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, 
and he took unto him his wife, and he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Now, first of all, let's figure out some of these cultural things that help us understand things better. First of all, it says that Mary is espoused to Joseph. Now, espoused is kind of like being engaged to Joseph. However, they took their engagements a lot more seriously back then. Being engaged in the Jewish culture meant basically like being married without the added benefits of being married. They didn't live together. But if they wanted to end their engagement, they would have to go through a process similar to the process of divorce. It was very, very strict to be engaged or to be espoused. And so this must have come as a huge surprise for Joseph. Now, Mary explained the situation. She explained what happened. And then she went to go see her cousin Elizabeth and left Joseph there with those feelings. What I like about this is in 19, it teaches us something really interesting about Joseph. It says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Now, I wish I could say I knew exactly what this scripture meant, because it could be a couple of different things. First of all, what I like about this is that Joseph was not wanting to humiliate Mary in the process. Clearly, Joseph loved Mary. He wasn't wanting to humiliate her. He wasn't wanting to make her a public example. But it is interesting that we see that he is now second guessing everything. He's second guessing this relationship. But what's interesting here is that Joseph would have been well within the law of Moses to have Mary stoned publicly. Now, where I say I don't exactly know what this means is where it says he didn't want to make her a public example, so he was going to put her away privily. I don't know if that means that... He didn't want to have her stoned in public, so he was going to have her stoned in private, or if it meant he didn't want to have her stoned in public, so he would just divorce her privately, or if it meant that he didn't want to make a big grand spectacle of their divorcement and divorce her privately. Joseph would have been a well-known person. Joseph and Mary both are of royal lineage. They are direct descendants of David, which means... Had Judah or Jerusalem not been under Roman rule at the time, there is a decent chance that Joseph would have been the rightful king of Judah. He was well known, most likely. People would have known him and looked to him. And so this could not have been an easy situation for him. He would have known that there would have been a lot of public discussion or scorn or judgment, yet he wasn't willing to make it a public thing. He wanted to make sure that whatever happened was going to happen privately and quietly, sparing Mary from as much shame or judgment as possible. We know because Mary and Joseph went back to Bethlehem for the census, we know that he was from Bethlehem, which at the time was a pretty small little city. It was about 500 to 1,000 people most likely at the time. But as we talked about a couple weeks ago, there was a prophecy in the book of Micah that out of Bethlehem would come the Savior. And that would have been something that Joseph would have known well. All of the Jews would have known it. They all would have known this prophecy, but he especially would have known it. If you're from a small town that has a celebrity from that same town, you know that everyone knows about that person, right? And so you can imagine if you were a Jew living in Bethlehem and there was a prophecy that the Savior of the world would be born in Bethlehem, I'm pretty sure you would know that prophecy better than others. You would constantly be looking around, wondering, who could it be? Is it me? Am I going to know this person? Am I going to see this person born in my lifetime? He would have known 
that prophecy, and he would have known it well. We know that Joseph was a carpenter, and we know that he probably taught Christ that trade of carpentry. In Jewish tradition, a man could adopt a son as long as he taught that child his trade. And so we know that Joseph adopted Christ, that he raised him as his own son, which means he would have had to have taught the Savior that trade of carpentry. Now, a lot of these are just interesting basic facts about Joseph, but there's something about Joseph that I absolutely love. There's something that Joseph teaches us. In our lives, things rarely go exactly as we expect. We might have a plan for our lives. We might have a thought of how things will turn out, but it rarely goes that way. If everything goes that way in your life, you are very lucky. Consider yourself blessed. Because for most of us, when we have an idea of the way things will look and turn out, they rarely look and turn out that way. Joseph stands to us as an example of what we can do and where we can turn when things in our lives turn out differently than we expect. When he became espoused to Mary, I'm sure he had a certain idea of what that would look like what that time of espousal would look like, what their wedding would look like. He probably had an idea of all those things, and they didn't look anything like that. Everything was changed. Everything was different. There was probably a lot of shame and judgment cast at them. But Joseph, in that disappointment, in that trial, in that difficulty, he turned to the Lord for understanding and obeyed him completely. And my friends, in our lives, we can learn a lot from Joseph. When things go differently than we expect, when things turn out differently than we hope, we can do as Joseph does and turn to the Lord for greater understanding and follow him more closely as he tries to teach us in those trials. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.